Welcome back, my friends, to another episode of Big Ideas from the Business Intelligence Guy. I'm Nate Moore. I want to tell you about a project I was working on at the end of last week and over on Saturday. What I was trying to do was help a group understand denial codes. I don't know if you've messed much with CARC codes and RARC codes. CARC, C-A-R-C, Claim Adjustment Reason Codes, and RARC, R-A-R-C, Remittance Advice Remark Codes that you see in EOBs. CO45, you know, charges exceed, you know, the contracted amount or whatever. CO18, duplicate claims, stuff like that. I don't know how long it's been since you've dug in and tried to get to those denial codes at a really detailed granular level to be able to try and work your way back and say, hey, is this denial going up or down or what kind of denials am I seeing and why? That kind of thing. So uh, the group I was working for uses uh, NextGen. And and so what we did is we dug into the bowels of NextGen and said, all right, what we want to know is not just these CARC and RARC codes and CO45 and whatever, but we want to link those back and say, all right, show me the charge information or NextGen speak, the encounter information that this charge came from so we can get our arms around what kind of denials are we seeing and what kind of charges or you know, once you get back to the charge in the encounter, you can get back to that payer on the encounter and who's denying things and why and who's using which codes and why and are those denials going up. I did this for a group years ago in the Southwest and one of the concerns was is that they saw an awful lot of CO18 duplicate claim denials. And I th- what was happening way back then was Folks would see the denials come in, and then the the way you appeal the claim is you just you don't do anything. You just resubmit it and start the clock thirty you know another thirty days or whatever, and that wasn't so very effective. So when we saw this big jump in duplicate claims, we knew we had a problem in the billing office, and we worked our way back and said, okay, that's not the way to appeal the claim or get you know get a denial fixed or whatever. And here's what you got to do to actually solve it. And that kind of information helped. And the question is, what kind of information is hidden in your CARC and RARC codes in your denial information? that can help you, especially in this pandemic time where, hey, and cash is at a premium and appointments may still be down and you may still be trying to recover as you try to, you know, build back up your schedules and your surgeries and everything else. What we tried to do was first get the Kark and Rark codes. And uh, if you don't have decent descriptions, and we, we weren't thrilled with the descriptions that were loaded in the system. So uh, you can go out and we just downloaded the descriptions off the internet and said, all right, we're going to rename them to what makes sense to us. And the next step for what you could do if you wanted to is even categorize them and say, all right, here are front desk related denials. And this is because we didn't get, uh, and because we didn't get the demographics right or something like that. Demographics didn't match the insurance card or something like that. Maybe you got another group of Kark and Rark codes that say, this is pre-authorization issues, or these are uh, timely filing issues. Or maybe you, I mean, rather than having a two or 300 denial reasons out there, group them into something that you can organize and say, where are problems and where is it getting worse? And then again, do like we did, trace them back to the charges in the payer to say, all right, if this denial code is getting worse, is it getting worse for which payers? And and you got the same kind of grouping issues with payers to do with denial codes rather than have, you know, 15 different United Healthcare's for all the different addresses they might go to, or we set them up this way for whatever reason or whatever. If you can get them grouped to United, and particularly if you can get a group by contract to say, look, our HMO and our PPO is, is different, and here's why, and we ought to be able to see these differences, and do we see those differences in the data? And if you can start to get your arms around that, now these denial codes are coming through with amounts, and they're linking back to charges and dates of service and insurance uh payers as well as providers, you can, now that you're charged, you can go back to patient demographics, 
if you're practicing close to a state line and you want to see, hey, does Iowa do it this way and Illinois does it that way? However you want to see this information, the idea is get to your raw denial codes off the EOB rather than grouped denial codes or what people are maybe typing in or trying to I've seen groups like summarize here. This is all my Blue Cross adjustments. And that's not as helpful as why did Blue Cross adjust and what specific codes did they use when they adjusted? Because if I can get to that level of detail, I think I can find issues in your denials that can say, we need to change the way we do this. Or <laughs> better yet, the payer needs to change the way they do that because they shouldn't be denying this or they sh- this shouldn't be uh, denied with this code or whatever else. And save some of your hard-earned money that your providers are working so hard for in these, you know, stressful times that you're entitled to and you're just not getting because you haven't been able to see your denial data like like you could or like you should. So Karkin-Rark codes, that's your uh, vocabulary word for the day. Find them. Find them in your system. Trace them back to charges and payers. Trace them back to demographics and providers. Trace them every which way you can. Trend them and reduce them. That's the big idea for today's podcast. Thanks for joining me today.